Welcome to the Sydney Property Muppets Podcast. My name is Kurt Lawther. I'm the real estate agent and with me and forever, as always, is... Chris Clark, the buyer's agent. Oh, that was a smooth intro this morning. Oh, I kind of feel like I've nutted it down. Now, now we're going to stuff it up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stuff it up. DA approvals, Chris. Let's crack straight into it. For sure. Now, interesting enough, just a fun little thing is DA approvals actually means... DA development... <laughs> okay. Development approvals. Development approvals, approvals. Some, yeah. So it basically means an ATM machine where we're saying... Or like PIN number, personal pin identification number, number. number. Um, yes. Great start to the podcast. Let's crack straight into it, Chris. We got off so well, so smooth. We spoiled it. We should have taken I made it. the comment, my bad. So DA approvals. So we're talking here, there's two different buckets, I guess. There's one bucket where a property has had some work done to it and hasn't had a DA approval for the work done. We're going to talk about the mess of selling and buying and that. And then we're going to secondly talk about property that has a DA approval, but the works haven't been taken out. Yes. Ob- obviously, if you've got approval and it's been built, the property's gone up in value. Like, I don't think there's any, it's just a normal property. And, and then what? Well, we've really got to find, you don't have a DA approval and you haven't done work also, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Chris. Yes. Kurt. So, got, got a story. Uh, Sometime I've, uh, in the past, I've done a appraisal on a property, yep. uh, on a home, and they've had some renovations, great work done to the inside. Out the back, there was an approval for uh, a granny flat, let's just say, which was approved. However... Okay. Was there already a granny flat? Or? There was already a granny flat. Okay. However, they also built, extended it a bit, yep. and also popped in, I believe it was even extra bedroom or extra oh, bar- great. bathroom. Yep. However, mm. those mm. two things, the little extension and the extra room, whatever room it kind of was, were not approved. Right. And then they were contacting you to then sell this property? Is that where your uh, interaction Potentially, yes. Potentially, okay. Yes. So they are looking at selling, um, but they, yeah, and I just want to go over the, I guess, the perception in that for the vendors who are likely to sell and the perception from the buyers and just sort of what the outcome could be from that. Yeah, I guess the essence is you can sell a property that's had work done to it without DA approvals, um, but it's meant to be tr- completely transparent and basically most buyers, in general thumb is don't, you know, you shouldn't buy them, but we're in the Sydney property market as we as we know and love and opportunities aren't, aren't always uh, straightforward, so you need to take what comes up. Now, as an agent there, you're then aware of that. During the campaign, is that something you feel obligated then to tell buyers they come through? Is that on your advertisement? How do you then conduct that part of it? Uh, so if someone shows genuine interest in the property, yep. for me, I would personally disclose that because I just don't want people not knowing that and that also um, the buyer then whoever bought it being disgruntled later that they didn't know. And there's also some ethics and legal issues around yeah, it. Of course. I wouldn't. Um, let's imagine it's. Let's imagine different property. It's a. It was originally a three bedroom. They've made it. Made one of the rooms into four. Four bedroom. They they haven't received approval for that. They then come to you and say, "We're going to sell the property." They want to sell it and advertise as four bedroom, but they've also made you where they don't have the DA approval for the fourth bedroom. So I I would advise them that we would only advertise as a three bedroom. Yep. Because even just from a perception of selling for buyers, if buyers rock up expecting three bedrooms and it happens to be an extra room, yeah. 
it's going to seen as a positive whereas one if you advertise it as four bedrooms it hasn't been approved legal issues and also just the perception from then the buyers coming yeah. through having a negative effect being like oh so this fourth bedroom isn't technically a bedroom because buyers are looking at trying to as much as they might want a property they're trying to work out how they can get reasons to knock the price down and and, and reasons to fall in love with the property yeah on the other side so i've had some recently we're looking at one bedroom studio apartments we go and have a look and Whilst it was initially built as a one-bedroom studio apartment, it's been sold as a one-bedroom studio apartment. There's been a wall put down uh, between the bedroom and where there was initially an office, there's also a wall there. Now, that bedroom that, that could effectively be used as a second bedroom. It's small. It's at 2.5 by 2.8. It's not really loud, wide enough to swing a cat. But buyers, you don't swing cats, but buyer, <laughs> buyers go, I know from mass, so when buyers go through that, they're not silly. They look at that going... I know it's been sold as a one bedroom. This extra room's not been positioned as, a, as an extra bedroom. But geez, if my if my friend come visit or family needs somewhere to stay, it is a it is an additional bedroom where someone or a different area where someone can sleep the night or a few nights if needed. So that's an attractive point they wouldn't be expecting otherwise. Yeah. Well, even slightly sidestepping DA approvals just on the perception thing as well. I've had a colleague that had to sell a, I think it was a two bedroom, one bathroom and one car space. However, the one car space was extra long and had to be shared with another oh, another yeah. owner. And so whoever was the last car in, they had to keep, whoever was living there would have had to keep communicating, oh, can you back your car out? I've got to go. Wow. So what was done, even though it would have been perfectly fine to put one car space on the advertising, they actually advertised it as no parking. Oh, okay. So when people rocked up, they had the expectation that there was no parking. And when they saw it, it was more of, oh, okay, there's, it's a little bit difficult, but there's actually parking. Yeah, it's a value add. No, no. So well even, even, even with DAs and non-DAs, but tricky things like that, if you're looking at selling and an agent saying, look, it's better off advertising something a little bit less. So when people rock up, they might feel included. It's so they're seeing things in a positive light. Yeah, and like we had, we purchased a property sidebar that we had a property we purchased last year in Marrickville. We're looking at this property. There was outside, external to the prop, to the main house. There was two structures, a little office room and a, and a bed, and effectively what looked like a bit, what well, was a bedroom. Now, or all intents and purposes, it was when we went to actually purchase it, we got a bit nervous because the clients, the vendor, then informed us via the vendor. They don't have DA approvals for these two rooms. So we're thinking, well, the deal's probably done here. Um, but they were talking about local council. So we went and checked with local council. We had discussions. And it turned out, as long as it's under three metres or certain diameter in terms of the, the, the length and width of the, of the things. So me measurements altogether. Measurements altogether. And also had to be more than a metre away from a fence. It was classified as a, as a, shed, a shed effectively. And we're buying a shed. Um, I had some questions, so the video that I had done through as a walkthrough and my, and my own photos, as well as the agent's photos, it didn't look like it was more than a metre away from the fence. Um, so we got back down there, uh, we went down for a second time, sort of final hour, and took measurements. And you know, my hand was shaking as we measuring because I wanted this property. So as you're measuring out from zero, zero millimetres, you're going out, you're like hoping and praying? Honestly, even when I was there, I was like, this is no way this is a metre. And it was a metre five. Just the way it was sort of encroaching the tree on the other side of the fence, it just looked smaller than what it was. So a little fine. I guess no, not so much about a DA, but a bit about checking. 
I think that's a thing within Sydney. Each council has its own restrictions. Yep. Um, and we know that councils can ebb and flow. Uh, we love councils, but they can be finicky for sure. And yes, depending what they're favouring that time of the, the day or week or month, month or year or something minutes. like that. Um, but yeah, just, just a, you know, that would, yeah, we love the councils. But each and every council across Sydney has a different requirement. So it's about knowing, knowing that inside and out or having someone that can connect you with them from there. Okay, I think um, to round, yeah, that's perfect round off yep. almost. Now, Chris, the next topic is having something approved but having nothing built yet. Yeah, this, this is an interesting one. So we quite often see properties that are for sale where the agent, which rightly so, but it is curi- there is some curiosity factor. Here is a property, it's got an um, approved DA for an extension going up, uh, granny flat, as you said earlier on, extra bedroom, extra bathroom. The plans are the architectural plans, but the vendor hasn't has done all that, but hasn't done it. Yeah, so from a selling point of view, there is a genuine couple of reasons. Sometimes um, people just might not have the cash flow. Yep. So there might be uh, a third bedroom um, from own experience uh, working for with vendor. We could easily do a third bedroom and it was highly recommended, would have taken a little bit longer, but what it meant was trying to sell with an actual third bedroom. Yep. Um, because we had seen previously advertised the similar layout advertised as three bedrooms, but the third bedroom was not a third bedroom. It was not. Yeah. yeah basically. With you. Wasn't. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. The next stage was to get all the approvals, and that would have been better than what the first part was. And then the next stage above that was to try and get. Um, it actually built, so then we got three bedrooms there and you're selling a three bedroom. Unfortunately, um, that didn't go through, but we still got all the approvals, all the documents. Yep. And from a selling agent, it's much easier to sell that rather than just being like, oh, you could potentially get a third bedroom. We can say a third bedroom can be built here um, and that way we can push for a higher price from yeah. a selling agent. Well, I think as a, as a, if I put my, uh, as I always do, buy sort of eye on, um, there is it devils in the detail and how you find out and everything else. So we also know that councils can take a long time for day approval. So just because something approved, it might have been submitted four or five years ago. Yeah, and it was for the the teenager who's now no longer living at home. So there is a there is a validity to it. There is also sometimes it's a DA approval where they've done some work. They might have just started a wall, and then the DA is then. Depending on council council, sort of valid for seven years to ten years. If they're not done any work, typically I think the maximum time is up to three years they're valid. We do sometimes see property sold with the DA approval lapse, which again is another curiosity, but maybe uh, for another time. Um, but when we look at the properties that are you know with DA approval, probably the, the, there's probably two sets of buyers, I think. There are buyers out there that will go, yep. I want to buy a two-bedroom with the ability to put a three-bedroom, so I'm hopefully buying close to two-bedroom prices. There, thereabouts. It's attractive with a DA approval, but hopefully I'm not I'm not paying a three-bedroom price. Yeah. So I'll buy that and I'll do the work. And there are other ones out there going, oh, I look at the plans and it's not how I would do it. Yeah. So now I'm buying something with plans that I don't want to approve. Now, one of the one of the really simple tricks, or, or again, devil's in the detail, is you can buy it. You can start the work as it is architecturally drawn, and then drawing during that time, you can then submit changes to council, and those are actually generally expedited and more often favourable in my experience 
So if you want to build, you know, there is that tip. If you're trying to build something and um, it's just a granny flat and it's one room, get the debris with the one room, make it nice and simple. During the build, you might then say, well, now I want an additional room on the side. That's actually not, not a guarantee, but it's, it's actually easy to get that approval during the build than if you build, do it prior, they're like, oh, it's a granny flat and an additional room and bathroom, and oh my God, no. Yeah, so I think in terms of all that, what we've just spoken about, definitely for your own individual circumstance, reach out to your trusted advisor. Um, so you're actually doing the right thing because different councils have different rules, different laws and all that. But there's just some good general advice in nature. Before we get to our three quick cues, I've got yeah. one final one. So we did have one with a property was advertised with a DA approval. And we went and saw the property and the DA approval was only valid for another seven days. So it was one of these bizarre things well, why do you even advertise that? Because while we're, we're going to settle, yeah. it's going to be passed. So devil's in the detail. Um, yeah, definitely do everything thoroughly through the way. Yeah. Well, to sum it up from, I guess, if you're looking at from a selling perspective, um, you always want to look at how is this firstly legally going to be advertised, ethically going to be advertised, and going to have a positive feeling for the buyers. And yeah. that perfectly can be done. If you, the fourth bedroom's a bit suspect or whatever it is, or granny flat, it's better off, I guess, as a general rule of thumb, probably not advertising or advertising what is definite. So then it's positive yep. when buyers come through. I couldn't agree more. All right, three quick questions. So this is our time of the podcast where we go through and ask each other three questions. Yep. Um, general rule of thumb is we can't defend them. Uh, the first one is definitely on property. Last one's on personal. Who knows what the second one's on? Um, <laughs> short, short and sharp responses overall. Maybe yeah. we can give a bit more flavor with the first one because you don't want to lead people astray. Yes. You starting or I starting? Here we go. Uh, I'll start. Do your clients like DA approved properties or not in as a general rule of thumb? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, do you, if you have a property and has a lapsed DA, is that something you are likely to put in the advertisement or not? Generally. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't. Okay. Nice. On you, my friend. Um, what is the most popular coffee your buyers bring through property inspections? Popular coffee? Yeah. Like long black? What do you mean? Uh, cappuccino, flat white. I only care about mine, really. And uh, flat, flat white every day. Oh, like a flat white. Uh, I, do, I do sometimes ask my clients, if we are going to inspect together, what coffee they like, and I will pick them up. Oh, nice touch as we go through. Um... Outside of the Sydney Property Muppets, let's really exclude that from this question. What's your favourite property podcast? Uh, oh, can I have two? No. No. You mentioned the second one, but we know which one the first one is. I'm going to say the property couch. I thought you would. What was, what was going to be your second one? Uh, it was going to be Million Dollar Agent by Tom Penos, John McGrath, and... Oh, God, I forgot the... Uh, Got the third wheel. Oh, got the third wheel. That's okay. That's it's okay. usually the most popular, actually. No, he's not anymore. <laughs> uh, your go. Um, my last question. Would you rather have hands as feet or feet as hands? Hands as feet? Hand, hands as feet. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, this, is, this is a callback to a previous episode. Uh, cricket? Spin or pace bowling? Which one are you? Oh, Pace. Pace. Slow pace. <laughs> do, I, do I have pace when I bowl is a different story, but... Uh, oh, very yeah. good. All right, well, that 
brings us towards the end. As we always say, our advice is general in nature. Please seek professionals. Reach out to Kurt and myself for a private conversation. We can definitely help out on that front. Otherwise, thank you for dropping by. Yep. Um, and I was just going to add on top of that, if you know someone that just needs that extra bit of property advice or they're not sure, get them to listen to us or there are some really good other property podcasts out there. The main thing is we want to educate everyone in the market to make better decisions is what we're really after. So uh, Sydney Property Muppets, like it, follow, all those good things. Thank you. Enjoy your week.